Hello and welcome to Name Redacted. Uh, yeah, I just completely blanked on that. But we're going to keep it. It's a good start. Yeah, I've, I've got scone in my mouth. It's um, indicative of how this one's going to go. Uh-huh. Um, tonight, today, tonight, today, today, this afternoon. Uh, it doesn't matter really when we're doing this. What really matters is when you're listening to it. So good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, and why are you up at two in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, today it's just me and Alex because last night I couldn't. It's Monday. Last night we usually <laughs> record on Sundays. I couldn't come because work. Um, and today we're actually we're not recording where we usually do. We're we're recording um, in a place that we plug all the time. Yeah, our uh, coffee house. Our more coffee. Um, and uh, we're actually uh, I've kind of decided because of a few of the people that I've talked to that own uh, local businesses around here, and also on the suggestion of both Colin and uh, Kevin, that we kind of approach local businesses and see if they'd like us to do live podcast stuff. Yeah. Uh, because it's a good place to you know not only have a kind of more intimate and homey kind of feel for doing the podcast, but also because it's nice to plug places that are local business because, you know, if you can buy from Starbucks, it doesn't really matter. I'd rather you buy from here. Yeah. And that, you know, and it also helps get our name out there. It helps get the other businesses' name out there. Once we get, you know, a bigger fan base, people will come out, you know, patronize these places. It's it's a win-win situation. It is. Um, I'm a little bit coffee buzzed right now. Yeah, I, I, I went a little slow on it, but... Um, no, but the one I was having. Let's just go right into Drink or Drunk. Yes, we're going to go into Drink or yeah. Drunk. Uh, start with Colin. Uh, I had um, a Cafe Condensa, because we're not <laughs> drinking beer at the coffee house, because no. it's the middle of the afternoon, and it's a coffee house. Um, I, I would, though. I would, I would too. Yeah. Um, I had a Cafe Condensa, <clears throat> which is basically a Cafe Con Leche, but uh, with sweetened condensed milk instead of just regular milk. It was pretty good. Uh, it tasted like a... Uh, like a very subtle caramel flavor, but it didn't overpower the, the flavor of the espresso. And my eyeballs are shaking. So, it, <laughs> so it's doing its so job. So it's doing its job. So that gets a drink from me. Uh, I just got the uh, the regular special um, Uganda blend that they have uh, on their regular tap uh, black coffee. Um, but I am a pansy, so I put a ton of cream and sugar and some honey in mine. Uh, and some Sugar and honey? A little bit of honey, not much. Okay. Just a tiny bit of honey, uh, and like four I can hear, packs I can of sugar. Hear, I can hear your teeth screaming from here. <laughs> uh, no, I. Um, it's weird because it's so strong you can still taste the bitter mm-hmm. through all of the bullshit I put in it, and that's kind of impressive. And I like the taste, I really do. And <laughs> Shut that's up! It's not gonna work. No, okay, no, you just fine. you just keep talking. Okay. Uh, the mic has changed places. Well, because I wanted to lean back. Mm. I'm tired. That's fair. Even though I slept 14 hours this week, just last night, I'm tired. Yeah, I didn't get to bed until like uh, 6.30 this morning. Oh, dude, I was out by 1. I wanted to go to sleep. Couldn't. <laughs> I was out. I got home and like made some food and passed out. I was done. Working six days straight is terrible. It's, it's hard. It is <laughs> it's hard. absolutely terrible. Um, but I mean, you want to get a paycheck on Thursdays, it's like, yeah. okay, worth it. Yeah, and I had, uh, I started my new job yesterday, uh, right before the podcast. Uh, I was, I, I work at a... Uh, it's a market? It's a market that sells things from all, all over, over the, the planet. Globe, all over the globe. The globe, as it, as it were. Um, and 
it's got actually in a, I used to really like it when I was younger, but I I really had only stayed in like the uh, the Pan Asian section and stuff like that because that's what you know I was familiar with and used to. Uh, but I I took a whole browse of the whole store yesterday. You got everything. And their food selection is incredible. Mm-hmm. Their wine selection is amazing. Their beer selection is awesome. They have like maybe that's where we'll go for next week's drink or drunk. And that's what I was actually gonna say because I get a discount and what? it's pretty steep. How much of a discount? Twenty percent. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Next Sunday, do you work next Sunday? Uh, I work next Saturday, but okay. we can go on Sunday. Sunday, I only work morning. Good. So we when I so when we get off, yeah. when I get off, we'll go over there, pick up some beers that we want to try, yep. and then head back to um, our pots. And they have pot stuff. spot. Yeah, pot spot. Uh, pot spot. Dot, pot spot. Dot. That's gone on GoDaddy right now. (laughs) Podspot.podspot.com. But we, uh, yeah, we we have a lot of cool stuff over there. And the thing that really kind of uh, caught me this time is uh, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. It's coming up really soon. Um, Assuming we get this podcast up by Halloween. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, it'll be up. It, it should be up by Tuesday or by third. Uh, no, Wednesday. Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, 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 Wednesday and a half. Wednesday and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. Um, Wednesday. But uh, I do have um, one particular affectation in terms of uh, things I like to shop for in in terms of decor. Uh, I love Halloween type stuff, not necessarily like. Super duper cheesy Halloween skeletons, not stuff like that. But they have, you know, since it is a market of globalness, um, as it were, uh, they have a lot of Dio de los Muertos stuff. And oh, that that's shit's, awesome! There's a lot of candy skulls and and sugar skulls and fucking like. Could we get sugar skulls and say Hank and Dean? I want that so bad. I really do. We've done a really good job at this in, during this podcast of not referencing. Yeah, we have. Others. We have. Which we're um, going to continue. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I actually want to do an entire episode about we should, it one day. We totally should. Um, because it is uh, something we mentioned in our old podcast. It's such a big, big part of the reason we do this and the way we do it and uh, the way that me and Colin are as people uh, is very, very reflective. Um, of the way that Doc and Jackson, the two guys that write Venture Brothers and created Venture Brothers art, um, and it's it's just it's a very personal show to us. Uh, not only because it's such a fantastic show, but because it's for me personally because it got me back into writing, um, and and that was such a big deal because I had no direction in my life for a little while, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna work in a goddamn restaurant for the rest of my life, yeah. busting my ass for nothing, yeah. and. Um, for, for me, it was it really changed my humor. Yeah, it, like, I think really, it did for me a little. It, bit. Like this, it's just so subtle. It just and the, like the little references you have to, you have to be a pop culturalist to really catch every single little reference. Like there's the overt ones, like that, you know, the Johnny Quest guy, yeah. you know, the Johnny Quest, and the you know, the Nancy Drew twins. I guess I can't remember. I guess their analog would be they would be two. You know, and the, and the Venture Brothers themselves being the Hardy Brothers. Dr. Quinn, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's so, but then you've got the little things like the reference to Brian Eno, mm-hmm. where there's like, it's Eon. It's like, what? Here come the warm jets. That's the <laughs> name of a Brian Eno. It's one of my favorite Brian Eno records. Um, and they're just, I don't know, they're just, they're just brilliant. We love them. Yeah, um, I think one of the, one of the main things that I like about them is, uh, it, there's like specific types of comedy. There's like you know the dark comedy, and then there's 
your, your standard format for comedy is you need, uh, you know, a straight man or you need at least uh, some sort of dramatic or non-humorous action to, to really punctuate uh, the comedy. And Venture Brothers goes the route of airplane with that, which is there is no serious action. There is everything about the show is comedy, and they reference it in the, the commentary that the entire show is a joke. Like, the scenes are a joke, the clothing is a joke, the posters on the wall, the furniture, and they do research into the furniture, and they have awards for the fact that they find, like, Victorian chairs and tables, and they, like, draw them exactly the way they are in magazines, and they have awards for this kind yeah, of shit. It's, they're just, there is no part of that show that's, that is a throw, well... I'll go back, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this, put a caveat on it. In the first season, there were a lot of throwaway things, but then they realized what they had in the second, third, and fourth, and fifth seasons, yes. and they really tried to go back and make every little insignificant thing significant, and if you... There are there's, so there's many nothing, callbacks. There's nothing throwaway. Yes. And there's, their writing is so tight, there's nothing throwaway. And, and They've written themselves into several corners because of that. Yes, um, which is weird because they still somehow managed to timeline correctly. Mm-hmm. Which I found really interesting. How you doing over there? Our our very friendly, nice barista who Baristo. He's a barista. You want to introduce yourself on the podcast? No. no, no. They're gonna know you eventually anyway. And plus, we plug this place all the time. He's, he's just nodding and shit. He's just nodding and smiling. He, he's doing what I do when I post videos of myself online, which is I just I nod my head and wink and smile and shit and don't say a word and so no one knows what I sound like. They just know my beard face and that's it. Well, I mean, oh, there it is. I can. I'm trying to be like Silent Bob. You just look like Silent Bob. Oh. <laughs> they, my old soccer, uh, my soccer coach in high school, when we went to uh, do a soccer camp at Wake Forest, they started calling me Silent Bob because That's I still look like him. It kind of is. This is brilliant. Except the one kid who was there who knew about Jay and Silent Bob a lot, they were like, he was like, you guys realize that he looks like Silent Bob, but he talks like Jay. <laughs> Well, to be fair, well, so does Kevin Smith does. Kevin, yeah. To be fair, Kevin Smith New does. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Right. Yeah, uh, introduce yourself. So I'm anyway. Justin. Loyal. I'm here at Ardmore Coffee. Yeah. Yes. I'm the ugly one with the beard. I, I disagree no, with that. Alex is the ugly one. I'm the ugly one with the beard. You're the... You're, you're, you're the one with the smaller beard that's behind the bar making everyone happy. I'd say he's got a roguish charm. Roguish charm. Rugged good looks and boyish charm. Rugged there. good looks and it's a, that's a much better way of describing it. Than well, I mean, I, I am wearing like Indiana regalia of plaids. Yeah, there you I go. was gonna say like I I'm a big fan of the final plaid. It's almost like lingerie up there too. Truthfully, it feels nice. It does. And and it's then, like you know just like running around with overalls in West Virginia. It's a requirement. It is. Uh, North Carolina has a has a pretty staunch uh, one flannel uh, dress code for every male. You okay. have to have at least it, one. It's law. It is. It's like having to have a sweet tea once a year. Yes. And then see your dentist right after. So. Yes. Uh, just to make sure that it didn't corrode your teeth. Of course. It, it did. If you if you got it from anywhere like Bojangles, it, it, your your teeth are gone. Are we talking about meth? Are we talking about meth or sweet? Yes. <laughs> sweet meth. Excuse me. And go, he's go, going go. back to do his job. Um, and uh, that that is Justin, and Justin will be a guest that we have on. Eventually. Uh, yes. Uh, when he's free, and, and we have. Uh, we have a day where he can we come can do, by. We should do an after hours pod here. Yeah, we should. We should try to. Um, Just getting drunk in the coffee. <laughs> well, uh, Carlisle's next door. The same guy that owns Carlisle's owns this. Oh, does he? He does. Okay. Um, so I guess the guys from the previous moved out, and he just mm-hmm. came in and took over. Um, and I, by the way, I really like the aesthetic of this place, and um, I, I'm I'm actually kind of uh, 
you know, today was one of those days where I thought we were going to do a little bit more of a structured thing, but I, I kind of like this. I, it's fine. It's this is, this is um, because this way I, I feel like the one thing we didn't really get to do was, uh, <laughs> and I think this is kind of a funny way of putting it, but we didn't get to let people really hear our dynamic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a good, it, like, the Nerdist calls it a hostful, it's a hostful yes. podcast, like, because there's nobody here plugging anything. We're not trying to have a roundtable discussion about anything. We're just talking, you know. Um, I, I think that um, I think that one thing uh, I can definitely say about it is that um, this is going to be a show that we do uh, very frequently with with other people. Like we are going to have. I know for at least um, the the people we've had on already. Um, Katie, Chris, and, and Kevin, and John, and and I think all of them um, are going to be pretty fucking regular. Um, Kevin's made every podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's made the one. He made one that I did. Yeah, um, and he made it on two hours of sleep last night. Yeah, because he went out with uh, with Marvin to go camping, and it flooded their tent, and they only slept for two hours. Where was it raining where they were? Denton. Oh. And actually, our podcast last night was about language, and when he said it, he said Denton. Yeah, Denton. And Denton. There's no T. And no. then Katie was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, in, in North Carolina, we drop uh, I's or A's, yeah. and there's no T. We drop, we drop syllables constantly. Yeah. Like Yakinville. Yakinville. Uh, There's no Ville, it's Vol. Boonville. Boonville. Yeah, Boonville is my favorite. Louisville. Louisville. Um, I think my favorite though is King. Uh, because it's Kang. It's Kang. It's Kang. As in the um, uh, Tyrion Ninja Turtles would bring yeah, Kang. The Kang, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like since we did the whole thing about language last night, um, I, I, I'm going to reference it a lot today. Um, but uh, and Justin's back with us. He walked back over from the bar. Um, it's not live. No, no, no. It's being no, recorded. it's not live. We're, okay. not, we're, we're not casting out. Okay. Yes. I was just um, gonna say. Actually, we were gonna ask you. Um, you can ask anything you want. Fantastic. Um, we we want to see if we can talk to the owner about doing an after hours live podcast from here for publicity. Um, I can honestly say you can ask. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, I wouldn't dare speak for him. Yeah. Oh, we thought. I'm just glad he. Expanded over here because I know he owns Carlisle's, which yes. is one of my favorite little neighborhood bars. Best I'm in. Voted, voted three years running the best, best neighborhood. neighborhood bar in town. It is. Um, when it's I lived nice. in the, when I lived in this neighborhood, I, I did come. I did go to Carlisle's a lot. Yes. But I haven't lived in this neighborhood for a while. My GED phone is going off soon. See, I, I'm not cool enough or hip to have a smartphone. Like oh, look at mine. Oh, yours is yours is still uh, by far. Yeah, my. I have, have I have tape hate holding together the battery case. My dad still won't buy anything other than a flip phone. And my, is, is your mom had an iPhone? My mom has uh, one of the Samsung equivalents, Galaxies? like one of the Galaxies or something. And yeah, Samsung and, Galaxy. I mean, shoot. May as well just call it like you know the Nokia universe. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't like the way they name the BlackBerry String Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! I the Apple versus Samsung. Please buy our crap. Yeah, exactly. The, no- the Nokia theory of relativity um, it comes with your own uh, version of uh, the Big Bang Theory theme song. Oh, <laughs> performed by like some street performer, you know, some dude with a violin on a street corner. In a I don't think I could hate that show anymore. Okay, what is wrong with you? 
I'm sorry, it's just, it's nerd blackface. It is, it is it nerd is blackface. It is nerd blackface. It is taking nerdism. Quite true, to but it. you know what, it's, it's also, okay, come on. I have done exactly the same job that these guys have done as, yeah, so as a fellow nerd. I, I, as a fellow nerd, everybody's like, yeah, okay. But now, the first three years, awesome, hilarious. Now it's just kind of regurgitated. Oh, look, Sheldon Hebrew jokes and Sheldon, okay, am I in the closet or not type jokes. And, and hey, guess what? We're getting paid the same, like, $2 million an episode type yeah, it's, it's, just, they're it's just cashing in. It's appropriation of a culture. Yeah, it's, well, it's it's the whole Friends theory. Yeah, I, I, but I mean, my favorite my favorite sitcom is How I Met Your Mother, and that can, that's pretty formulaic when it I comes down. I just to got it. in it, and I I gotta be honest though, there there's something very non formulaic about it because it, it's it does more formulaic kind of, as it goes. Uh, kind of, sort of. Its own but, formula. It goes by its own formula. Well, it it, it really is follow. kind of its own formula, but it's more of a self-referential formula than it is like a house formula where like, well, house is going to be an asshole, somebody's going to be close to dying, he's going to figure it out in a way that he shouldn't figure it out, and then we're fine. Um, I would actually put uh, How I Met Your Mother in the Cheers category where it's got that feel to it, humor, intelligence, and then... A little bit of shock and awe, and then yeah. next week, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I'll say this, um, Cheers spawned one of my favorite TV shows, and that's Fraser. Fraser. Um, I love Fraser. And Kelsey Grammer, even though he is just this ridiculously staunch Republican, he is still, because of that, I think it actually lends to the way that he portrays Fraser and, and the way Niles is and all that. Like, it's just, it's so good. And he's going to be in the Expendables three. Yes. Is what? He? Why? Yeah, that's awesome. He's he's playing. Uh, he uh, took the role that Nick Cage turned down. So he's going to be basically the bad guy. He's going to be like this rogue mercenary, kind of like um like uh, uh, Chuck Norris was in the second one. I love that they made him. I love that they made Kelsey Grammer Beast in the third X Men. I thought that was a brilliant choice. But the thing about the thing about Kelsey Grammer is Kelsey Grammer is not like a genteel like oh let's go to the opera and. And drink sherry now. He's no. Like, oh, let's get let's get drunk and beat my wife. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a man. He's a man's man. In his I mean, uh, by the way, Kelsey Grammer, I think you're great. Please don't sue me. Uh, I personally think that in real life you're probably a dickhead, but I love your acting. Uh, I think if Kelsey Grammer listens to this and he sues us, that's a win for us. I think that's <laughs> you will get literally hundreds of dollars. Hundreds yes. of dollars out of the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> between the three of us, you might break. I might have to go sell some. I might have to. Oh, I can give you some coffee credit. <laughs> But, uh, I, um, I can give Kelsey Graham a, a, a PlayStation and a 27-inch plasma. <laughs> That's about it. Like, hey, dude, you this want my dog? This is what podcasting is. You just get, like, just nerd out for an hour. Basically, I mean, that's basically what ours, yeah, yeah, ours is really kind of that. I mean, yesterday was very, very structured, but today um, we were kind of thinking about structuring a little bit more. But I kind of, I kind of like the whole get to know you atmosphere a little bit more than when it's just the two of us yeah I mean, we don't have a big panel of people with us yeah. it's just much easier just to have a free form conversation cool because we've usually done it with about um, you know five or six people uh, yeah, right. going back to uh, going back to the barista um, and uh, but yeah um, I guess to kind of continue with that um, this will actually push something back a little bit more and it actually segues really really nicely uh, since we're talking about TV there are shows that are ending that are ending like and like cult following shows that are ending um, shows that were started as like a cult following and then became like cultural touchdowns yes like, um, and the two that we are referring to are Dexter which ended last night yeah and I haven't seen it yet I, I like haven't that. seen any of the new season I thought last season was it I haven't I thought, watched it since like season three 
I mean, in all honesty, after the Trinity Killer, it's not worth watching that much, but I'm going to anyway. Well, yeah, you got to have closure. you got to have... Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the season right after the Trinity Killer was just miserable. Was it? It was just so bad. Okay. Um, and then, like, another one after that was mediocre, and then it kind of picked it back up for, like, number eight. Uh-huh. Um, and then number nine was just... It, it was, Has it been on for ten years? Almost. Okay. Almost. Um, because I thought shit started when I was in high school, right? I'm trying to, I'm that kind of guy who bases his timeline on what girl he was dating on the time. <laughs> at the time, that's my only real measurement of, and so I'm trying to think back through ex-girlfriends, which ex-girlfriend I had when Dexter started. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I wish I was like that in terms of... Uh, can I just do a drip? Um, Thank you very much. And uh, I, I used to be like that, but the thing is that my girlfriends come so spread out. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not like me, you're just stern monogamous. No, I. Well, that's the thing is like, I I love monogamy in terms of like I'm such a like I want to date one person at a time kind of person. Like, uh, and you know, I'm in my downtime with like when I'm out of relationships, you know, I I date around and whatnot and and stuff, but the. The thing is that I want to be with somebody exclusively and for a long period of time, but I just choose shitty partners. <laughs> like, I just choose that girl that I'm like, oh, you have potential to be that person that I want to spend a lot of time with. And then, like, two months in, you, like, break your crazy on me. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man. You could say they break bad on you. They do. <laughs> they do break bad. Let's just ham-fist that, just, I think that's going to be the, the most... Common reference that we have is the ham fisting. Delicious giant cup of drip coffee. Um, I thought I ordered the large. Hello. <laughs> what movie? Uh, um, uh, so I made her an axe murder. Holy crap! Yeah, I forgot that. It's been like four years since I've seen that. So last night was the next to last episode of Breaking Bad. Yes. I haven't seen it. I did not watch it last night. Uh, but if it's anything like last week's episode, are you caught up on Breaking Bad? Uh, no. okay, I'm not either. Then I'm not going to do spoilers. Okay, um, yeah. But if it's anything like last week's Breaking Bad, oh my god. They I, cannot, like, this is not going to end well for anyone. The the last episode I saw was actually the last episode of the previous season. So oh, season I saw four? the I saw the, the, the wheelchair explosion. That's the last episode I saw. Oh yeah, there's the, the next eight, the next four are on um, Netflix. Are on Netflix. Okay, so go yeah. ahead and catch up, and then um, when this is over, they'll be on okay. Netflix. Um, Have you ever seen an episode of Breaking Bad? Uh, I finished the first season, but now it's football season. It is football uh, season. Yeah. So it's, I'm not. I'm a sports guy. Alex is not. I am. And you got to remember, like I'm married, so you know, yeah. it's it's a lot of. Like, hey, guess what? Oh. Season thirteen of The Voice starts tonight. All right. That's why, and then I married, that's why whenever I get married, luckily I have two televisions, so I'm like, this is your TV. Yeah, it, that's how it works. I got one in the kitchen, and yeah, we got one in the living room. I'm going to let you guys fill space, because I'm going to go get some cream. Okay. And that, that's not sexual. Get on um, top, cream. Cream, 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 cream. cream. I'm, uh, I'm an adult, so I drink my coffee black. <laughs> no, um, I, I totally understand that, because I live with, uh, I live with my dad. Um, so I, I figured out a way we have a back room where right. we watch TV. Right, right. So I set up another television in the back room. Does he, does he throw a few cans of beer at you when, when he needs a refill? No, no, no. It's not like that. Okay. We, have, we have a very good relationship. Um, but, I thought that was a good relationship. I got bean in the head plenty of times. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, that's, that's the foundation of a good relationship. 
but we have two TVs in the back, and it's not as it's not as awesome as it sounds. My TV is just sitting on a TV tray, and I have my I have my PlayStation set up to it. So like the other night, last night on my break, yesterday on my break from work, he was watching the Panthers game, which is surprisingly a very very good game. I'm glad Cam decided to show up this week. Um, but my Steelers lost, so that's yeah, bad. they did. God, it's it my Bears. So, we're hey, up. We're zero and three. We're done. That's it. You know how many? I think it's like something like seven percent of teams that go zero and three in the playoffs. Something bad like that. Uh, but I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five and watching the football game at the same time, so we had that nice little. Yeah, that's, that's some serious stimulation. Yeah, it's. I needed it because if not, I would have passed out after, after on my break. No, actually, I was I was watching the game, uh, the Bears Steelers last night, and pumped up. I saw that Paul Muller sack. That's the only thing I saw. It was pretty good. It um, was a nice little sack. No, my favorite part of the game was when Cutler lowered his shoulder on the DB and just laid him I out. I didn't see that. Did he? Oh man, I couldn't believe it. Cutler's not a small dude. Yeah, he is. He's not like 6'5", 250 like Cam. No, but, but he's, he's just an average he's, Yeah, Cam Newton's so big. He's so huge. We were, me and my dad, actually, that's one thing that I, I've been trying to get a little bit more into sports because, you know, like, it's it's kind of, it's hard to, to be a guy that's not into sports because you miss out on a lot of conversation. True. And you feel really left out. And, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a bummer because you do want to be able to have those conversations. But, like, it's hard to force yourself to be interested in something, but I've been trying to push myself into being a little bit more interested in sports. You can't push yourself into it. Yeah. But I like talking about it a little bit. Like, I love talking about old school, like, really great old players. And one in particular, I love talking about Jim Brown. I do. Um, And he just, I I call him the J-Train. Yes. He's just, he, like, the thing about it is that, um, uh, he was one of the greatest, lit, the greatest running backs. He was a running back, right? He was a running back, and he was actually, in my opinion, the best running back. Yeah, ever. absolutely, one of the best um, running backs. He still time. holds records, and he was around before the he was around before the Super Bowl was a was a Super Bowl. It was before the uh, AFL and the NFL. Yeah, AFC, well, AFC. It was the AFL and the NFC. Yeah, um, which were the AFL and the NFL is before the, yeah. the, the um, merger. And, uh, and and here's the thing is that um, I had a conversation with a kid a long time ago that I was in a band with. Like, I had just met him, and he was, you know, he'd invite me out to his house uh, for band practice and to stay the night with, with him, and he was uh, he was a very much a good old boy, and he was a really nice kid. Um, his name was Austin, and uh, he actually used to play in um, a lot of the local metal bands. Like, he was in um, uh, Blood Soaked Dawn and, okay. and shit like that, um, and he was just a super cool guy. Um, and it's funny because him and his friends were all like really stock Republican dudes, and they they called me one of the good ones when talking oh, about God. Democrats, and I just I laughed at it because because they meant well, like they they weren't like douchebaggy kind of like push it on you kind of dudes, um, but it was really clear that you know they're very southern and they were raised that way, and you know that's that's how they were, and I, I was fine with that. Um, but the big thing that um, I kind of. Uh, remember from one of my visits out there was me and him talking about football one day and I don't know much about it but he got on the subject of running backs and I was like best running back of all time is Jim Brown and he just kept arguing me on it and he was like what about this guy and this guy and this guy I was like Jim Brown umptillion years after he retires when he and he and still holds records like not only does he still hold records but he only played for like fucking eight seasons yeah he didn't play that long, and the seasons were shorter. 
Yeah, they didn't have... Uh, they had eight-game yeah, seasons. Was, they didn't have, like, 16, 17-game seasons. Yeah, they had, like, eight or nine or ten-game seasons, and he still holds, like, seasonal records. And, like, and the things that, like, make me, you know, realize that, that Jim Brown is, you know, the idol that he is, is the, there's two things in particular, one of, the, one of which is the fact that the dude every carry averaged almost a first down. Yeah. Almost a first down every single carry. The only person who comes close to that these days is Adrian Peterson, who yeah. plays for the Chargers. And he's very good. He's very good. He almost he's broke the uh, he almost broke the rushing record last year. He yeah. came really close. Um, um, but he uh, but the, my my favorite thing about uh, Jim Brown or the way I that encompasses the way I feel about Jim Brown um, is there is a video. I think of, they got these from. That's it. I think the, they got these from uh, Ed McKay. These books? These little, no, these little books. Oh, the, where they hold the books. The Canada Drive. Yeah, I yeah. think they got because that's exactly what Ed McKay uses. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, local t- tends to support local. Yeah. Um, which do that. Which yes, do that. Uh, and actually, we're gonna uh, we're gonna throw a, a plug to the uh, place that's opening up next door to here uh, at the end of the show. The man uh, or the man. The the man. Okay. Um, and uh, the big thing uh, about Jim Brown, though, is there's a video of him uh, where he's rushing. And a guy goes in to tackle him, and he, he tackles head-on, and he hits Jim Brown in the thighs with his shoulders. Jim Brown takes a step back, steps over him, and runs in for a touchdown. And it turns out that the guy hit Jim Brown with a, with a diving forward tackle and broke his own collarbone on Jim Brown's thigh. The dude was a beast. He was, and like the thing is that we went and we talked to Austin's dad, because he was like, I want to settle this. And my dad's a big football guy. And I was like, I was like, if his dad is really a big football guy, his dad will agree with me. Yeah. And I know he will. And I won't have to say a fucking thing. I won't have to say anything. And we go in and Austin's like, Dad, we're having a conversation about running backs. And like, he starts talking about the guys that he was talking about. So like newer generation players. He was like, because newer generation players, like they have a better eating regimen and like workout regimen. And they're bigger and they're faster and they're stronger. And I just sat there and I didn't say anything. I just had my arms crossed. I was smiling. And then I looked at his dad and I said, and then there's Jim Brown. And and his dad gets this big smile on his face and he goes, son, boys today wouldn't know what to do with Jim Brown. And, <laughs> and that's the thing is that Jim Brown, if you took how good he was when the regiment wasn't as advanced as it is now and you put him into this league, that's the, he'd be even more that's diesel. Thing. That's the thing. He was such like a natural talent and a natural athlete. And he was huge. And a natural athlete. If you were to put him on the training, on the training that yeah. these guys do in the offseason, he would be unstoppable. Absolutely Dude, unstoppable. When they put him in Mars Attacks when he was like in his 50s or 60s and he was still huge. I was like, what the and fuck? That's another is thing. Happening? He like he did his. He was in the in a, his. He was in professional football for a while. Yeah, and then they made him a movie star. Yeah, and then, and then they made him a movie star. And he was actually one of the judges on the first Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, he was uh, on hate, the very first one. I just hate actually. the Browns. I just, as I know, a Steelers fan, I as just a Steelers can't. fan, you hate the Browns. And it's funny because my dad is from Cleveland, and my right. mom is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and like my mom, you know, she doesn't give a shit about sports, yeah. but she loves to give Steve shit about it. She's like, Steelers, they're going to win. And my dad's like, Phyllis, shut Like, just, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, like, yeah, every, I know that, like, and I've talked about how much I love Browns fans because Browns fans are the old dudes who are in their 50s. Well, oh, they just shit on so much. Well, and they sit in a bar by themselves. There's four of them. They do not talk the whole game. They drink their beer. And they don't even celebrate when good things happen. They just, 
they just sit there and watch the game, and like they'll my, every once in a while they do like a head nod when something good happens. See, Steelers fans have gotten a bad rap. At least because local, you guys have douchebaggy fans. We do. The local Steelers fans around here suck. Like everybody tells me, you should go to so and so. It's a Steelers bar. I'm like, I don't want to associate with those people. No, uh, like, and that's the thing. I have a big vendetta against like the whole Steeler fan nation. I also. There's three teams in particular I'm not a huge fan of, and it's because of the stigma behind them. One of them is the Steelers, even though I love some of the Steelers players. Like, Troy Polamalu is awesome. Monster, I love him. I think he's really cool. He's really funny. He's a, like he's just a normal dude that plays football. He's incredibly magnanimous. Yes, very like, much He so. does so much charity work. Like, yeah. nothing that all those guys don't, but I mean, he's a, the cool thing about the Steelers organization, they are a classy organization. Yeah. If you if you violate their code of conduct, like, Ben's lucky he got uh, off as many times as he did. Man, I don't want to get into that. Um, that's that broke the argument for me. I know, but they are <laughs> historically they're an incredibly classy organization. Historically, yeah, um, they a very conservative Pennsylvania steel yeah. family owns them. Like same owner since the beginning. They're members of the original Black and Blue Belt, like Black and Blue Conference. It's they are they're my boys, and I will always stand by them no matter what. I you know and that's. Uh, I kind of like the fact that, um, you know, there are that kind of homegrown feel to teams, but uh, my favorite one of those is actually the Packers because the, the city of Green Bay owns the Packers, the whole city. Yeah, it's a co-op. Uh, it's a yeah. co-op, which I think is really cool. But uh, the, the three teams that I'm not really a fan of are the Steelers, yeah. um, the Patriots, I hate the Pats. I, hate the I absolutely hate them. I can't stand um, Bill Belichick. I, I want to punch Tom dick. Brady in his yes. neck. Yeah, I, I don't See, like... I'm sure he's a, from what I understand, Tom Brady is, is a nice guy. Yeah. He's just got that face. <laughs> he's got he's that, I want to punch you in the face face. That, exactly. I really agree with that. He's so got a very, punchable. like, yeah. Uh, like, you meet him and you're just like, man, I just want to drive my knuckles into your jaw. <laughs> I just want I just want to punch you. <laughs> I will donate $20,000 to your trailer some charity. If, if I, I could just, just sock your one. I just deck you. <laughs> Belichick's just a prick. I, mean, I hate Bill Belichick. Um, He's, he is the Coach K of football. But I've got respect for Coach K. I hate Coach K. I've met him in real life. He's a dick. Um, who else? Uh, uh, the, Dallas. The, yeah, the third team is Dallas. And there's only one reason for that, and it's not because of, of the quarterback. It isn't. It, yeah, it's not because. Jerry Jones. No, my, the reason for that is because people call them America's team, and they're all America's teams, you fucks. Exactly. Like, every team is American, you Dicks. I'm pretty sure nobody, none of the teams from the CFL have made it into the NFL. Have you ever watched the CFL game? They're not good. It's no, it's hilarious. Their field is like sixty yards wide. <laughs> <laughs> it is the widest field I've ever seen in my entire life. They only do okay. So you know, in American football, you have essentially three downs to get to. Uh, yeah. You got four downs. It's four, you know, four down usually to get away. Theirs. Kick it away on on third down because you only get three downs to get ten. You only get three downs to get ten. Two downs to get ten yards. That's that's harder. It's insane. I watched the Gray Bowl this past year, which is usually uh, I can't remember when they. I think the Gray Bowl is around. Uh, me and my dad watch the CFL. We watch them in the off season. The Gray Bowl, which is the CFL Super Bowl, is like. Thanksgiving. You gotta, you gotta wonder how bland something has to be to be called the Grey Bowl. It's Canada. If it's not hockey or lacrosse, yeah, give a shit. 
people don't know this, but lacrosse is their official sport. It's their national sport. So as good as they are at hockey, they're even fucking better. Where do you think hockey came from? They're like, it's cold outside, eh? And there's there's ice on there. Put some skates on, and we'll play lacrosse, eh? It's just take uh, off, you hoser. (laughs) I love Canadians too. I do too. I think they're the best. I wish I was born Canadian. I kind of do too. Because then I'd have a much better chance of being bilingual. (laughs) <laughs> but it'd be French, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Bilingling. Bilingling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a throwback oh, reference. Oh, shit. Um, I don't even know where that came from. I remember when it came from. I just don't know how it started. I don't either. Oh, who I, cares? Fuck. We, yeah, uh, but uh, I guess um, we, we, wow, we just totally kind of jumped off of the, uh, we jumped off of the subject of TV. That's um, yeah, and it is fun. Um, but yeah, back to that whole uh, Dexter and Breaking Bad finishing. Uh, Breaking um, Bad, I don't know how Breaking Bad's going to end. It's not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those shows that I love because of the fact that you know it's going to end terribly. Well, you mean like maybe season two, season season three is when shit just kind of goes uh, really haywire. Like Hank, uh, not Hank, uh, Walt just goes beyond the pale. I love... In a bridge too far, yeah. and it's just like, oh, this is, I have no sympathy for this man anymore. I, I think my favorite part of, of Walt, uh, or my favorite scene with Walt is when he's, um, when he's going in as, uh, what's his code name? Heisenberg. Heisenberg. When he goes in as Heisenberg with the chemical compound into the, like, drug den oh, in the Latino it's, it's, neighborhood. Uh, it's, uh, it's sodium. Yeah, he brings the sodium compound in. That's like and season, he, that's like halfway through two. season two. It's yeah. season two. And he blows up the drug, and I was just like, what? Because that's, that's how the first episode of season two starts, is the aftermath of that. Yeah. And God, it's, that was so amazing. That was probably one of my favorite moments in TV. You know that you're going like, to spin it off, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, the Saul It's going to be called Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. I'm not happy about it. I'm not that mad about it. And I they're spinning off Walking Dead. They're going to yeah, I know. We actually Walking Dead on, on Three Beards. I did this week uh, or this last week with Kevin. That's those were actually that was one of our topics. So was GTA Five, but not GTA Five itself. The petition to get GTA Five on con- or on computer faster. And, that's yeah. such horseshit to me, dude. You know what? If you want to play a console game when it first comes out. Buy a console, just like the PC people say. If you want to play games that come out on PC, get a PC. Yeah, I, you know what? Let us have GTA Five. Don't don't consider yourselves a master like a, a master race and then get pissed off when you don't get something as soon as consoles. Do. Yeah, I, and the game is huge. Number one, it requires an eight gig install to your machine as soon as you download it. And it's as never, it. but it's never going to be. Um, it's not built on a PC platform. It is built on. It's a PS3 native game, an Xbox 3 native game. Well, that's the thing though, is that. They put this petition out as if it's going to matter, and they think that that it's never going to go, or that, like as if it's not going to go to com- or go to computer. And it, of course, it's going to go to computer. Well, Red, Dead Red Dead Redemption never made it to PC. They still haven't made a PC port for that. Yeah, but I mean, like, but also, it's GTA Five. It's so going to go to so fucking and, PC. Into Rockstar, they're like, I mean, they they could afford not to. The game's already made quadruple its budget. It's already hit a billion dollars, and it made a billion dollars in three days. Yeah. Uh, so to, from Tuesday when it was released to Friday of last week, it made a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it cost two hundred and fifty million to make. That is. You want to talk about recouping your investment? Yeah. That's, Holy shit. That's a nice little problem. The game is so rich, man. Yeah. Like usually with GTA games, by this point, I'm bored with it. Yeah. I don't care about the story anymore. 
done. There's nothing exciting. Just want to blow up helicopters. Blow up helicopters. At this yeah. point, there's three main characters, so there's never anything to get bored. With. There's yeah. always like I was like I'm bored with this character right now. I'm gonna switch over to the other character, and it's on the fly. Like you just press the down button, select the character you wanted to go. It pulls out, zooms across the city, and then goes back down. And then you're the character that you select mm-hmm. could be like in the middle of a game fight or a, or a shootout, and you have to pick it up right there. And you're That's like, really oh, cool. Oh god, it's so much fun. Um. And uh, that's your pick of the week, isn't it? Yeah, that is my pick of the week. It's okay. GTA Five and um, uh, and Breaking Bad and the Breaking Bad. Yeah, we, we've already um, talked about that. And uh, just I guess to kind of like neatly wrap up the whole uh, TV conversation, um, I uh, since I already referenced this on the Three Beards, I'll just give you the summary of what I said about it. Um, I am. We didn't talk about the Breaking Bad thing that much. We in fact we just referenced it like a tiny little bit. Um, but we did talk about um, The Walking Dead having the uh, not the spinoff. Yeah. Um, and what I said about that is I'm really excited to see it for a couple reasons. One is because they're choosing the right time to do it. It's not too early. It's not too late. It's not like when certain things wait way too long, like Scrubs waited way too long to come out with like Scrubs, the med school, the med school. Um, and it just killed it, and it just wasn't the right time. And a couple other things have done like the same thing where they'll spin off a little too early or a little too late. Uh, but what I am interested to see by it is um, is the thing is that a I don't want it to be anywhere near Atlanta. Uh, I want it to be as far away as possible, and I'd love for it to be another country, but I know they're probably not going to do it. In all honesty, I'd love to see an Australian one, because I think that... Well, that's the thing, is that, like, you don't know that, and that's the point of the spinoff, is to give that a possibility. Because I think an Australian one would be really cool, because you're not only dealing with zombies, but everything else is going to kill you anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Australia is home of murder. Yeah, it's... it's it's yeah, murder to the max. One thing, I, one thing I'm excited about is the show does follow the comics pretty, pretty closely because I've read, I've actually read in the comics up to where they are now. Um, some things are pretty different. Like some characters don't exist in the comics. Like Gary Dixon doesn't exist in the comics. Yeah. And he's um, one of the favorite characters. He's one of the favorite. What, what I'm really excited about is this new series. And this is going to sound weird coming from a comic book fan because I'm a canon Nazi. I like yeah. past him canon. But they're not beholden to the comics whatsoever. Yeah. Some of these creative talents can take and this is where my yeah this is where my commentary on it comes in but go ahead and finish it I just think it's great I think you've got a lot of talented writers on their staff that now know this world enough to be able to write original stories here's and as long as Kurtman is still creative consultant and says this won't happen this can't happen this can't happen I think as long as you've got him helping and, and guiding the writers then it, it'll probably be good I'm just worried about market challenge I, I think personally uh the, the reason I'm excited for it is because it's a true testament of um, the, the like tangibility of a series spinoff to give it that moment where you're, you have something that's based in characters that are based in something where people know the characters, you identify with them, there's a canon that's outside of just the TV show everyone is really invested in it and you can t- and if you can take that and you can make a whole new scenario out of it with new characters that no one knows and all that shit it is gonna, it's a test of the writing ability of the staff and the creative ability of the staff. And it's going to be really interesting to see if they can like live up to it because that's one of the biggest tests of time with anything. Is like, it's kind of the whole idea of like Star Wars Extended Universe hit or miss kind of thing. 
Yeah. Like certain parts of the extended universe are brilliant and amazing and beautiful, and certain parts of it are total horseshit. If they can do with The Walking Dead what Telltale Games did with their uh, point-and-click adventure game yeah. that came out, not the not the TV show-based video game that had to do with the Dixon Brothers, because that was fucking terrible. But uh, Telltale put out a game called The Walking Dead that was not so much based on the TV show like the other game was. It was more based on the comics. And it still kind of took place in Georgia because, you know, you get to run, you get to see Glenn and a couple other people. Yeah. You go to Herschel's farm. You get to see where Herschel's son gets bitten and turned into a zombie and why he starts keeping it in the barn. Um, I like side story shit a Yeah, lot. but... If, if the TV spinoff can do with the Walking Dead property what that game did for it, make it compelling storytelling, I'm all in. But what I'm worried about, I just I don't want there, I don't want there to be a single character I already know. No, I don't want I don't want that either. And what I, what I'm worried about is is the market saturation. Like, do we really need another Walking Dead show? Is it going to be worth watching? Are, pe- are people going to be because if you look at television these days, even with the advent of DVR, there's so much stuff to watch. There's so much content out there that are people going to be able to say, are, are they going to be able to be like, you know, are people going to be able to justify, I'm trying to form my thought, are people going to be able to justify another hour to devote to television? Uh, sometimes you get a drop a show to watch a show. Um, That's fair, you know, but with, with, but like we talked about with Dexter and Breaking Bad is <laughs> Um, that's a perfect opportunity for these things to open. Exactly. That's a very good point. And we're still like probably a ways away from both of these shows. The Breaking Bad spinoff yeah, and The uh, Walking Dead. I'd say at least a year. I'd say six months pre-production with uh, another six months of actual production. Yeah. Because they'll do small pilot seasons like they did with The Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. They'll do, they'll, they'll do a fucking Christmas episode. Yeah. And it'll be terrible. They'll do a six-episode <laughs> six pilot season and then that'll get picked up. And then it'll be a full year yeah. before those come back. Um, the, the reason that I kind of... Uh, I, I, <laughs> the reason that I kind of wanted to touch on that is um, the fact of the matter is that The Walking Dead for 18 to 40 year olds is the most watched TV show in America, period. It is. Well, and Duck Dynasty. Which I'm okay with because I like it. The season premiere Duck Dynasty, which was on a Wednesday, got 11.2 million. Holy <laughs> crap! Can you imagine? I, I mean, in all honesty, I'm not surprised by I'm that. Not surprised I like it. I love them. I don't give it. My, I, I got a friggin' Psy Hey t shirt coming for me for my late birthday. I, like, I want to get a Jace t shirt really bad. I love Psy's, my dude. I, I'm a big fan of Jace. I like um, Jace too. And uh, But no, like, uh, with the whole. Duck Dynasty. We're talking about Duck Dynasty, and we're also talking about The Walking Dead, because Walking Dead is doing a uh, spin off. Um, yeah, yeah, and and that's what I'm saying though is the fact of the matter is that it is the like it is the highest grossing show or it's the most watched show for 18 to 40 year olds in the country. Oh yeah. So to not try to spin off from that would be dumb. It's like the CSI phenomenon. Except 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 CSI is really just it's it's like well we just we're gonna write the same episode over and over again we just need to yeah, put it in a different the place. News. Yeah, yeah. It's, from the headlines. It's the same thing as. Like NCIS is just terrible and yeah, just the fact that they made a second NCIS, I was like, who watches this shit to begin with? I'm waiting for like CIS. My parents. I'm waiting for like NCIS Anchorage. Yeah, right. Just something. Just throw them in Alaska and get them attacked by bears all the time. Well, this guy died because a bear ate him. I'd watch that. I'd watch that shit. You know, if Kirkman's like running this this high with with Walking Dead, and Kirkman's probably one of the best comic book writers. In the past 15 years. Yeah, I agree with that. What he's also, I mean, he had a deal with Paramount to do Invincible, 
Why didn't they just do that on TV? They'd be like, CBS is answers to the Avengers or, or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I, I mean, that kind of... That shit that's awesome. coming out? Well, they were... It was a little... I mean, it was edgy teenage near adult type. I would watch the hell out of Invincible. Right. Also, they had um, FX bought... Actually piloted. Uh, they bought the rights to Powers. Have you ever read Powers? Yeah, I did. That was pretty and which, good. I mean, you know, it's a superhero cool. police procedural. It'd be awesome. And they bought it, they made a pilot, and nothing's ever come of it. I, 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 this is just me saying something that I'm excited about that I forgot to mention. Uh, in the three-for-one comic books at Stormcrow, uh, they have a lot of new shit. And I picked up um, a bunch of the post-Fear Itself, Fear Itself episodes, like 7.1, 7.2, 7.3, and then Homefront. And like, you know I, I read Marvel, so. Yeah, but, but Fear Itself is really good. And I... I picked up nine issues for three dollars. Wow. Three dollars for nine issues of something that came out like a year and a half to two years ago. I'm still behind on New Fifty Two Batman. They started year zero zero year, and I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm really, I'm, I'm excited for the day that we go. You know what? Today is all about comics. We'll do that, but Kevin has to be here. Kevin does have to be here. Um, can but we pause this, or can you guys fill while I? I'm fill. Yeah, I will fill. I gotta go feed the monkey and go to the bathroom. Go for it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there's um, feed the monkey on my back. I gotta go. Yeah. People looked at me like, huh, is he masturbating? <laughs> um, but, uh, the, and, like, I guess to that same note with talking about the whole, uh, you know, Walking Dead and uh, having the spinoff, and we also talked about Dexter ending, and we talked about um, the fact that Breaking Bad is not only ending, but they're getting a spinoff. Um, and, and the thing is that there's a part of me that hates that, that side of, of, t- of Hollywood TV, right. which is um, just the, the incessant bullshit pandering which is just like taking something that people know and love and just being like well if we spin it off we'll still make a shit ton of money yeah and and you know I'm aware that there's no such thing as an original idea anymore but god damn it like stop taking everything I love and turning it into like a convoluted version of itself you know it's just it's not it's not necessary and it's kind of insulting to people who are diehard fans in a way but at the same time, you do have to kind of admit that there are certain parts where you're just like, you know, I am excited for this. Well, I think that's probably what the... I mean, yeah, okay, Walking Dead's doing a spin-off. I don't know how, but they're going to... They're going to do it in a different place, I think. It's like no, none of these same characters. They're just, it's another group of survivors. Okay. Which I'm more excited see, about that. Okay, see, it, it'd be the same vein... Okay, that, that's very World War Z, though, at that point, where, I mean, if you read the book or you listen to the audiobook, it's like an NPR broadcast. Okay? Yes, it is. It's a collection of Which stories. Which I like. And I loved it. I mean, I listened to this uh, up in, to and from Indiana, the whole thing, unabridged. You know, it's like 24 hours of this stuff. It was great. I yeah. loved Mark Hamill's character, Todd, was <laughs> awesome. I loved him. And then I watched the movie. And I... And it's not... I, I about threw up. Yeah. It was just... This is... It was too... Uh, it's almost as if like they decided, hey, okay, we're gonna take Walking Dead and make sure there's a war. Yeah. And, and watch them all die. I mean, uh, it was and put Brad Pitt in because he's. Cute. Uh, yeah, but like, Brad Pitt is a good actor. I will say that he is a very, very good actor. I like him in most of the stuff he's in. Um, True. But the thing that I kind of had with it is I didn't read World War Z. And I didn't go into World War Z with any expectations, but also um, one of the guys we have on our podcast all the time, Kevin, um, his dad owns the comic shop that we go to in in Archdale, and he's a huge comic book fan, and he watches all the comic book movies, and he has this whole thing 
where um, he gets really upset with people who are like, oh, it wasn't like the book, or it wasn't like the, the... And he's like, dude, I'm the biggest person that should be able to complain about that, but you have to go in and not think about it that see, way. But I would love to have seen an adaptation that of was the, yeah. respectable of the book yeah. itself. I mean, the only thing that they, there was was a zombie outbreak. Yeah. The Great Panic, they gave it a, the, uh, the reference to that, and they do uh, reference that Israel was the only country in the world that figured it out before everybody else. Yeah. And then they made up the rest. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I wanted to see literally like, the, the Battle of Yonkers. I wanted to see the Battle of Yonkers yeah. with Todd there and just going nuts and figuring everything out and watching you know, the entire U.S. Army just implode upon itself and drop all this artillery and kill half of their own guys yeah. to stop this. Uh, and then the whole, the whole march across the country and sweeping the entire nation that takes years. And I wanted to see a... The whole, this whole heated argument in, uh, was it Rio? Was it Rio de Janeiro where everybody was? Uh, yeah. All the, all the leaders of the world were yeah. there. And China just, just going nuts on itself. I, I just wanted to see all these minute details. Well, the, in, that, in, in that vein, you have to think about it this way. That shit's not a movie. That's a series. Yeah. I mean, and that would have been a better series, probably. Mm. I think that's a common mistake that Hollywood makes, is they take something... That is clearly too in depth and clearly too like thought out and and timelined mm -hmm. and and just it's clinically rolling, and they turn it into a fucking movie right. when it's clearly not movie material. No, no. they made up their own story and put a title on. Yeah, it happened to be a book, so uh, that that disappointed me. Yeah, although entertaining, I'm not gonna lie, it was entertaining. Just disappointing. It, yeah, and there is that whole feeling of, you know, disappointment when you go to movies that, you know, you expect to be so much like the, the short story or the graphic novel or the comic book or the novel. Mm -hmm. And and they're not. Like, one of the biggest gripes that, that I've had um, in the past few years was uh, the representation of of Deadpool in um, Wolverine x about it. Yeah, like... I'm back, so... Yeah, and, and, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, one of me and Colin's friends actually walked out of the theater because he was so mad. He stood up and he goes, fuck that, and he walked out. With Ryan Reynolds portrayal? Well, no, no. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is, is a great, great Deadpool. But they didn't make Deadpool. No, they made just... Weapon 11 yeah. that was yeah. not no, Weapon... The, the Deadpool. 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 Yeah. No, uh, the, for um, gosh sakes, the guy was dying of cancer. He and he volunteered for this, and it was they botched it. Yeah. yeah they botched it. That's all there was to it. That's what makes Deadpool Deadpool. No, actually... He kind of went insane. No, all right. What, what and he loves me, Ryan Reynolds. People, uh, <laughs> people love that the show Arrow. I have not seen it's okay. it. You know, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. It's I have just not like, seen it. It's, it's as campy as Smallville was at the end, where it's just like hurry up and finish. I, I liked the first two seasons of Smallville okay, a lot. Yes, we're talking the first few years. Yeah, were great. It was awesome. You're wondering. What, I mean, especially all the way up to like they introduced that first Justice League. And, and Lana was like the. I like the idea of no cape. No fly. Right. Yeah. No I, it's, fly. it's him as, as early. Like, but, but then they never... It was Teenage Kit. But here's the thing. If, if I want to watch that, develop Teen Titans for the WB because that's your demographic anyway. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. I will ben say this. a good slate in there. And I'm not talking just like uh, the guys <laughs> at Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I'm talking about... Get some thirty-year-old dude to play Slade. Get actual yeah. Slade Wilson. Yeah, and and just go from there. I mean that. Okay. The Warner Brothers, I want to check. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Oh, I have a theory uh, for a good uh, Batman-style TV show, because I tried to do Birds of Prey in the mid-2000s. And oh, God, I remember that. It had its moments, but it was like, <laughs> eh. um, It was like Dollhouse, for God's sake. It kind of was. It really was. I hate. I liked um, Oracle was good. She did a good job. Yeah. Um, Huntress was like, you're hot, but I just don't buy it. No. Yeah. Um, I like Huntress as a character, too, because she's a great anti-hero. Yeah. Well, Huntress in New 52 well, is yeah. actually... I mean, she's... Female Batman. She's fantastic. I know. I love New Fifty Two. She's actually they actually kind of stole that from Birds of Prey. In New Fifty Two Batman. She is Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle's daughter from Earth Two. Yes. Convoluted. Um, (laughs) Can I get into it? Uh, Yeah. The the whole lineage of the New Fifty Two is just. I'm still kind of waiting for them to put a bow on it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for them to be like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Look, I'm I saw still confused after the uh, brightest day, blackest night. Um, That's why I'm pretty sure with Flashpoint, they were like, everybody's confused, let's just stop. Dude, Flashpoint is my favorite. That it was is, one of my favorite events. It is my favorite event, period, from DC. Yeah. I love, I love Flashpoint. Infi- I love sorry, Infinite Crisis. Sinestro War was Sinestro War was, was good. Uh, uh, I also Jeff like Jones Kingdom Come. Kind of a genius. Is, I mean, give him something to do with some television. He you is, know that every he's, fanboy Jeff Johns and their significant other because they'd be dragged to the TV. Jeff Johns is it, Judy, come watch this. Jeff Johns is CCO, he's chief creative officer. So he is involved in charge. The only thing is is they lost uh, DC lost Jeff Loeb their Jeff Loeb to Marvel, which I'm like Ugh. Well um, he's bounced back and forth over the past. He, 10 had, years. he has. You know, and after the loss of his son, you know, he yeah. just he, he couldn't figure out what the heck Jeff was doing. He was he wasn't was all over the place because he was on Fat Man on Batman, which well, if he, he also listen to that Fat Man no. on Batman. It's Kevin Smith's Batman uh, podcast. It's awesome, man. He sits down with who was he sat? He sat down with Jeff Lowe, Dan DiDio, Paul Dini. Go right ahead. My idea for a Batman TV show is to make it about the Gotham PD. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. I, I actually was going to say, I, I recently watched um, The Cape, uh, and that was real campy and real weird and not it that was good. not that good. Um, like, I thought it was going to be better than it actually turned out to be. Um, and uh, I saw... Uh, um, those of you who, you know, have listened to me rant about comic books in the past, um, and those of you who know me... Uh, you know that I am a DC person, first of all, and second of all, you know my two favorite. Um, how you doing? Good. Doing good. Uh, and that was me talking to the owner of the coffee shop that we are podcasting in. Um, but no, we uh, like I always talk about two characters in particular because they are my favorite characters, and they are two characters that you will never see portrayed either a correctly for one of them. My favorite hero will never be portrayed correctly on TV or in a movie. Ever. No, no, I, think I know we'll it. Get it. I think they'll get it. I don't think they will. I think they will. I, because it because it, it destroys the image of, of Superman and Batman. If you do him right, he kills both of them. Like he kills their image completely. But the thing about this character is is that he is such that he wouldn't. He, yeah, I realize that, but he like in all honesty, they they always turn him into a bitch. They do. Kind of, yeah. And, and it's not and it's not something that I'm really super into or or happy about. But uh, I, I'm talking about the Martian Manhunter. He is my favorite hero in in DC, and it's because Superman says. Uh, well, first of all, it's just because he is a cool guy. Um, because of like the way he carries himself is so so fucking intelligent, and he's so like calculating, and 
he's aware of how terrible humanity is, and he struggles with that constantly. Because he wants to see the good in everyone. He does, but he but it keeps him and Wonder Woman have an exchange about how they're both jaded by how humanity humanity keeps fucking up. Yeah. Um. And and he becomes he becomes overwhelmed with it and has to leave the Justice League because he can't take it anymore. Um, yeah, he goes back to Mars for a while. Yes. Um. He just disappears. He he Doctor Manhattan's everybody. Yeah, and he just he's out of there, and he's like, "Don't talk to me anymore. I'm done with your bullshit." Um, and he's also trying to rebuild the Martian society. Yeah, after the green Martian white. Yeah, and uh, and by the way, uh, Galifalac, holy shit, what a great villain! Who Galifalac? Not familiar with that. The the his green Martian counterpart, bad guy. His white Martian counterpart? No. Malifalac, sorry. Oh, that Malifalac. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I said. Galifalacus. Galifalacus. <laughs> Zach Galifalacus. I thought we were referencing Gallifrey. I thought we were talking about Doctor Who, and I was like, "You hate Doctor Who." I do. Um, yeah. that. I just got a I just got a text from someone that said, "Just Saiyan," and she spelled Saiyan like Super, Super Saiyan. Saiyan. Oh, oh man. Oh, the nerd reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the thing is that I want to see you know um, something where the Martian Manhunter is portrayed correctly, which is why I'm excited about the prospect of a Justice League movie, even though I don't know how they do it, because in all, in my opinion, they, they, they're going to need to reboot Batman again with an unknown as Batman. And, and they could do it with, with Ben Affleck. He's too old. That's the, he's going to be the playing Batman. the old Batman. That's, and the, it's, that's the angle they're going for. But I don't know how, I'm gonna, how I feel about that being the Justice League Batman. Like, I'm okay with it. It's because then he becomes the absentee Batman, and you already saw the absentee Batman with Justice League in in the cartoon. And I don't really want an absentee Batman. I want an, I want a Batman that's that's not, you know. I don't know if he's going to be the absentee Batman. I think the the reason what's really going to be interesting is that like Batman's already been operating in secret in Gotham for a couple for several years. Yeah. And so when he sees Superman come about, yeah, he's like, now it's time. Yeah. Now I have some like he's like. I'm the brains, and now I have a global enforcer. Yeah. And then, like... I want to see a Flash movie. That'd be cool. They're talking about it. Yeah. I just don't know who would play the Flash, and what Flash they would go with. I would want Barry. I'd want Barry. Yeah. I wouldn't want Wally. No. You know that neither of them is the first Flash, either. No, that's Jay. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> the Jay storylines are weird. All, I, those go, all those golden and yeah. age Justice Leagues are like, what? Yeah. Like, like Alan Green, the original, um, the original Green Lantern, who's not really going Green Lantern because he derives his power from magic. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, and also if I want them, here's how I think that it should go: DC should reboot, <laughs> should reboot Batman, and they should also reboot Green Lantern, but Green Lantern should be rebooted with John, not with Hal. With John Stewart? Fuck yeah! Yeah, let's just skip Kyle Rayner. Kyle's a great lantern. He's just he, but he's after John anyway. He he. John trains him. John I, trains Kyle Rayner. I thought Kyle Rayner was after. No, was in between Kyle was in between uh, no. Hal and John. No, Kyle Rayner is trained by John. Uh, Hal gives up his powers and he's like, well, he goes nuts. Yeah, he goes nuts and pa- parallax. Sinest- yeah, he goes parallax and he's just fucking crazy. And then he and, was a Spectre for a while. And he actually says at one point, he's like, John is just infinitely a better Green Lantern than I ever was. What's cool about John is he's he's an architect, so his his constructs are insane. Like, yeah. insanely intricate. And he's also a soldier. Yes, so he has, like, he is the most willful human being outside of Batman. Yeah. Period. 
That's like, why Batman as a Green Lantern would just be so OP. Well, they have a Batman Green Lantern um, story. I've seen I've seen a splash page from it. And I've it's nuts. Played. It's super nuts. Um, and they actually made him into a hero piece, too. Which was real Green Lantern Batman. Green Lantern Batman was a hero piece. Issue 8. Cool. Yeah. Where, where he actually tries on the ring. Yeah. Which, with, from which event? Uh, no, it was uh, when... Green Lantern got rebooted after a rebirth. Yeah. And how it oh. came back was issue eight, where it was the variant cover because he puts on the, the ring and you know he's, it's got the it's the, the emerald symbol and then the. Now my favorite though is is when uh, the Sinestro Corps started and the, the ring found him and then got on his hand. Yeah. And because he has the ability to install a great fear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, I mean, that, that, was, that was like and he was like. Uh, no, nope. uh, <laughs> it had a hell of a time taking it off too. The funny thing is that, like for me, I, uh, uh, there are two particular lantern things that I really like. First of all, um, Larflees, the orange lantern. Larflees is, is so. Larflees so cool. Christmas special was so good. Uh, Larflees, for those of you who don't know anything about the lantern core stuff, uh, there are what is it? Eight rings. Um, uh, there's white, black, orange, yellow. Green, indigo. red, indigo, violet, and that's it. Uh, it's there's the more, color spectrum. It's, it's the color, color spectrum. Full spectrum. Um, and like and so, like like blue is like hope, and uh, and then there's one that's passion, that's and or compassion pink. is is violet, and like death is black, and uh, and white is I don't even remember what white, white is the exact opposite. Yeah, of black. yeah it's just, just life. life. Um, but the two things that I love are Larflees is one, and he's the only person. That has the orange envy. ring because it's envy, and he or no, it's greed. It's greed, um, and so since he has the orange ring, every time he defeats someone, he can bring them back as a fucking as a as a ring construct, yeah. and that is awesome because he has an army of orange constructs. But my but the coolest thing was, and this is once again playing into you know me pandering for myself, which is weird to say, but the Black Lantern version of 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 the Martian Manhunter is just so brutal and badass and yeah. great. And I just love that. But um, to kind of go back to what I was saying about like the movie stuff and whatnot, uh, I also, I've been wanting this for a long time, and that is a Black Adam movie. Um, and I will say this, there was a lot of talk about The Rock playing Black Adam, and I'm down. I'm it's so down. Off. I, I like it. I it Except for Hercules. I, mean, I don't know. That's just... Rat, rat, and please kill yourself. Please do. Nope, you just abstain on the movie industry. Go back to doing Jay Z and Madonna videos. <laughs> I think Jay Z might be a little too good for Rat Ratner now. I, you know, here's the thing um, about that is, uh, you know, the like I was talking about. I think need, things need to be rebooted for them to do it a really, really effective version of uh, a movie version of um, Justice League, and I. I I'm going to go ahead and say it again. It needs to be a reboot of Batman with a brand new unknown name Batman. You need to do a brand new reboot of Green Lantern with Jon Stewart instead of Hal Jordan. You need to do a Flash movie. Uh, and then I think that, honestly, the story arc for the first mo- or for the first Justice League movie is the way they find jo- uh, John Jones. So you basically want to go with the cartoon series circa... Uh, 2001 to 2000. In my opinion, that's the best version of the Justice League. Oh, that's I, my favorite version I of the Justice it. League. I loved it, but I, I with I, Hot Girl I and Green Lantern. Like but I disagree. I mean, I think that you know, if you're Warner Brothers executive right now, you are in serious trouble and debt. You you've got a three contract deal with Ryan Reynolds. 
you just signed a what, four contract deal with Ben Affleck um, and three uh, three movie deal with uh, Henry Cavill. I mean, you're in debt. Yeah. Your your hands are tied. So you know, like like or hate Ryan Reynolds, you're getting them again. They're, I like no, him. I, think I really pay, do. I think they're gonna pay Reynolds off. You know, but uh, I think I hope paid. it. I, I I liked him as Hal. I did too. But the, but the movie was movie shitty. Was written. horrible. Yeah. It, was, it was campy. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's say let's operate under the assumption that Warner Brothers will pay. They've got the money to do it. Mm. After what? After what? Man of Steel made. Say what you will about the movie. I enjoyed it. I did too. Um, say what you will. They'll pay Reynolds off. Yep. If they want to be smart, I, I will expect a paycheck for this. You hear me? <laughs> I will. You pay Ryan Reynolds off. Yep. You hire Idris Elba. To play John Stewart, <laughs> and I'm good at casting. Wow. I'm good at casting because I called Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. Oh, she Selena. was an amazing. I called, Selena her, Kyle. I called her as Selena Kyle before there were even casting rumors about her being cast, and I called. Oh man. Okay, I, I want to say this about um, a a switch casting that they did. Um, I love Don Cheadle. I love I him too. I, he's one of my favorite actors. When he took period. over his when he took over his roads as Rhodey, I was like, "Thank you." See, I I honestly like I love him, but nah, man, I think that uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the original guy, Terrence was, Howard. Yeah, Terrence. I thought he was a better I thought he was a better Rhodey. Uh, I did. I thought he was a better Rhodey, and I loved Don Cheadle. Yeah, and that was that was stupid of him. Because yeah, it's killed was, his career. It he hasn't has. really done anything else. And he's gonna he's in that new movie Prisoners. But it's just to turn down what has become one of the most iconic movies of the last ten years. You're fucking stupid. Yeah. Like that's a mistake. Uh, but I I, I think to, to kind of go along that same vein, I would love to see. Um, I would love to see, you know, the Black Adam movie and, and to see a Justice League, but I think if they're going to do the Black Adam movie, uh, and I know that this is kind of more or less like an origin story type thing, but I, I'd only want to see one of two. I'd either want to, I'd actually kind of want to see two because, <laughs> because you have to see the first one for the second one to make sense. I want to see the origin, uh, which is Return of Black Adam when he comes back right after Billy Batson becomes Shazam yeah. and he beats the ever-living piss out of Billy Batson. Yeah. Um, and it takes Superman and Shazam to defeat Black Adam and then you move forward to World War III. Yeah. That, like, to see Black Adam go nuts and destroy an entire country... He might be a decent... He might be a decent Justice League villain. Um, oh, he's, he's a great... I'm just wondering who, like, once they get everything... I don't expect any of this. I really think I really think it'll be either for the first Justice League movie under yeah. the banner of Justice League. I'm hoping it'll be uh, Dark Side. I, I think Dark Side would be because you got you could do the new gods. You could do Granny uh, Goodson. Uh, is it Granny? Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness. You could do Big Dark Barda. Side. Big Barda. Um, Big Barda is awesome. I love it. You her. could do. What else? What's the other? Um, you could do the sod. Yeah. You know, I think you put all those people together versus the Justice League. You do a little bit on the planet of Apocalypse. You do a little bit on Earth. You like that and would Neo be, Genesis too, though. Yeah, you would, that would be such an amazing like departure because like I think we're gonna see honestly the next villain, the the Batman Superman villain, is gonna be Lex Luthor. 
If it's, it's gonna, not, I'm gonna be mad. It's gotta be. You yeah. gotta do what you Um, I will say this, uh, in my honest opinion, what I think would be a really great opener to a, um, Justice League movie, and I know they'd never do it because it, it'd be way too pandering to people who love, like, comic book stuff and no one's gonna know who they're talking about, um, Amazo, or people know him as Amazo, um, and I just refuse to say Amazo because it sounds campy and stupid, but, um, yeah, I know, but, um, he's a robot that can scan you well, he's, he's not a, he's not even a robot, he's a, he's a sentient, like, android type thing, and, and he's the one thing no one can beat, no one can actually beat him, and in the comics and stuff, they don't beat him, he just leaves, yeah, he's just like, you're not a challenge. I need to go figure out the, the like ways of the universe. And he goes to um, uh, Dr. Oh, what is his name? Um, the guy who, who's... He's one of the mystics. He has the Ankh symbol and he's... Oh, dude. I, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's... I always wanted... That would actually be pretty cool if Lex Luthor was developing a maze as well, he didn't even he he didn't even know Amazing was made. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, for the, like, let's let's just throw that out in terms yeah. of the next Batman, this Batman Superman movie. Yeah. Batman and Superman meet. Batman is mistrusting of Superman, and yeah. Superman is mistrusting of Batman because he's a vigilante and doesn't operate under the law. Yeah. And then the U.S. government, because at the end of Man of Steel, we saw like him destroying government stuff, and you know the government is like how can we trust you? And so the U.S. government goes to LexCorp and says, we need you to develop a way to bring down the Superman. And so, in order to do that, they partner up with Wayne Industries, Wayne Enterprises, to invest in the Amazo project because... It'd be Batman, really because Batman, well, Bruce Wayne, Batman wants to have more information on Superman, so he's going to use their intelligence while still and try to figure out what Lex Luthor is up to. I changed my mind all of a sudden, and I'm sorry to do this. I think that's a great, but that would be a good little plot. It would, but I think that would that would have to be either a second or third movie. Nah, I think that not not with not with the way I just laid it out. Yeah, but I think that I think that Amazo as a as a villain is much better suited to after you know the Justice League a little bit. Because after you see them defeat something and then having a moment where they can't defeat something is that's really that, yeah, that's kinda what that's kinda what they're about to do with Ultron. Yeah. Because like the they were Creed, I don't care what they call them in the movie. The Chitari, Chitari or whatever. Chitari. But they were the they were the Kree. They can't, well, call, them, they can't call them the Kree in the scroll because Fox owns the rights to that. Well, it's actually funny because in the uh, in the Marvel animated movie of the first Avengers thing, they, they go against the Chitari as well. Chitauri, yeah. Because um, it's more that's the ultimate universe yeah. version of the Kree. Um, um, I, I I will say this though, I like the idea of Darkseid as a fir- as or as a initial villain. I love the idea of Amazo, especially the way you you set it up as being a first villain. But in all honesty, man, like the one that I if really want to see, Brainiac is the unbeatable villain. Nah, man, I was I was gonna yeah. honestly my favorite DC villain to for them to go against that would be entertaining for me other than you know Black Adam, Vandal Savage. Holy crap! I think Vandal Savage might be a little too the second tier. Maybe no. maybe in the background. See, he's such a great villain. He's a great villain. I, I'm not gonna disagree with that, but. You know, the masses are going to want to see either Darkseid, Lex Luthor, or... Um, well, Lex is going to have to be the Superman. And here's the thing, 
is that I think Brainiac needs to be. I, if if it were me and if I were like pulling the strings, one or the other one or the other needs to be somehow in the background. Like like oh, what I loved about the Justice League cartoon was the Luthor Brainiac connection in like the the end of the second season. Which yeah, that's which was, that's what you I, I, that's what I would want to see with Brainiac. That's what they're doing with Thanos in. Um, yeah, Avengers, yeah, basically. Yeah. is pulling all these strings, and that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to come Let in. me ask you a question. you got an actor. You're, you're the exec right now who's casting Luthor. Who's your Luthor? Not Cranston. I, you know what I hate about this is the fact that... Cranston is Commissioner Gordon. Yes. This is what I hate about this. I like that. I love... He played the, uh, He did the voice of, Cran- of Commissioner Gordon in the year one animated. Wait, are we doing young... No, no. Your top pick for... Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. In all honesty, uh, they already did it. Spacey? Spacey. No. no are Spacey you kidding? Was, Spacey was, he was, aping, was aping so much off a hat. Yeah. Well, they, that was not, that was not Spacey's it was, original They made portrayal. him do it. Well, of course. But, but I think... Plus, he was like in the middle of like, his own Broadway show in, in yeah. London, so it was, you could tell he was just not there yeah. all the way. So, I mean... Okay. Um, ooh. Dean Norris from Breaking Bad, the guy who plays Hank as... as Oh, I like that. He's That's a fantastic a actor and has so much range, and he's already bald. Um, okay, hold on. I'm I'm gonna ponder on I'm this. Gonna, for I'm gonna throw this one at you. Let's okay. tickle your fancy. Are you ready? Clancy Brown. Really? Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. I want to see a little bit more of an aged okay. Luthor. Here. but he did. Here, I'll show you. But he did Luthor during the Justice League. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Kurgan Highlander. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to see it like an older season, and I don't want him to be in the damn green suit. I want him pulling the strings. That's what I was thinking about about uh, as, as Dean Norris as, as yeah. Luthor. Not have him be like a technological yeah. genius. Just have him be a mastermind of business. Just a shrewd businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is that uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Clancy Brown is the guy who did Lex Luthor's voice on Justice League. I did not two. know that was the Kurgan. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and. It's and it's a and it's an amazing Luthor voice. It's kind of like the way that we know Batman growing up is you know the the vocal part of uh, uh, wow did I really just blank on his name? Um, what what the, the, no the guy who does the the vocal uh, who does Batman all the time Kevin Conroy um, and then Mark Hamill is the Joker and we know these people as these you know. Uh, Tom too old to play Batman. No, 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 and I, n- I never want him to. I never yeah, want him like to. Like it. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen what Kevin Conroy really looks like. Oh yeah, I have. He's not. He's not Batman esque at no, all. No, he's really not. Um, kind of. Uh, I guess if I was gonna go with a younger Lex Luthor, um, and people would be so mad at me, I think, for saying this, but I kind of don't care that much. Because it makes me laugh. Um, oh, I've been blanking on names all day today, and this is just bad. Um, he was in the Channing Tatum as as Young Lex. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. Absolutely. Oh my God, no. Really? No. You don't think so? No. I do. No. I I wholeheartedly believe no. in that. Just shave his head and think about it for a minute. Looks wise, yeah. No, no, think about his vocal tones, the way he carries himself. Think about it. I'd no, 
I need to see proof of him being able to play back. Um, all right, here you go. One more. Uh, and this would be one um, that I kind of, I know this is a weird thing as well. Uh, the dude who played the, uh, the main sergeant in the Transformer movies, the white guy that was in charge of um, Nest, I don't know his name. I can't. I got. This is why we need a producer. We do. So we can be like, look that up. Yeah. Um, now accepting applications for producers. Email us at nameredactivepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Was would it be Transformers two? It's he's in both or in all three. Um, but uh, and as an older Luthor. They can't believe they're making a fourth one. Jesus. Uh, they are. Josh Duhamel? Sure. The Why captain? Not? Yes. Okay, yeah, Josh Duhamel. Um, not to be confused with Timothy Oliphant. You know what's actually really funny is um, on that same name, I would put. Um, uh, the guy who plays opposite him, the. Uh, I really am. Tyrese just, Gibson? Yeah, Tyrese Gibson. I would. I'd be okay with him as Green Lantern. Yeah, nice. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it, but I mean, I, I don't know. He's a little too hood, I think. No, it's not so much that he's hood, but it's just, I don't know if he's got the, I don't know if he's got the chops. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the range, probably. No. Um, but, uh, I Go for it. Um, can we pause it? No, we can't really pause Don't even worry about it. Uh, I think one of the things... Yeah, I know. Um, one of the things that I'm kind of uh, feeling with it is... Because um, I can't really decide on my own version of, you know, an older Lex Luthor. Um, but I'm going to have to kind of agree with you that Brown... Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown, you shave his head and you put him in there. Like, I know, he, and he's already the voice, and so they'll never do it. But well, he was I, also the voice of... Uh, Parallax in the in the Green yeah. Lantern movie, which unless you're, yeah. you can't tell though, like because it's all like digitized. But he would be great. He's an older dude. He'd put him in a yeah. suit, shave his head. Yeah, you could buff up pretty. I mean, yeah, he's in his like what mid to late fifties. Oh fuck! What sucks about that is Jeff Bridges could totally do it. Oh man! Yeah, well, I think he just pissed on that one with the Iron Monk. Yeah, I know, and that's the bummer about it is the fact it that was he, he was a good stain. He was a good great stain, and that's what makes you think he could have been a good Luthor. Dude, yeah. uh, yeah, grab a no namer. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I like. Well, is that's what I grab no That's why I was saying Dean Norris. He doesn't have a whole lot of exposure outside of Breaking Bad and Under the Dome, the Dome. which I haven't finished yet. I got to finish the four episodes leading up to the end. It's, uh, I. I, I Sorry, I liked him in Breaking Bad. This his character in the dome. It's just, I guess he's doing a good job because he won't punch him in the face. Yeah, he is doing a great job. What are you, what are you zoning out on? Cute picture. Oh Jesus! Stop sexting while we podcast, please. Oh, I wish that was it. And honestly, if, if any of you guys out there, the listeners, have any better ideas for casting, please let us know. Um, yes. Podcast at gmail um, and uh, I, I love that we actually got into a little bit of comic book movie stuff because that actually is something that I have been really, really harping on recently is how much I want comic book movie stuff um, like to, to really kind of get more and more into the, the side stories of, uh, or like the main story arcs of the comic books. Like I'd love to see you know, Justice League Doom 
I would love to see. Well, that's um, you know, Tower of Babel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see Doom. I'd love to see Under the Red Hood. I'd love to see. Um, I would absolutely love to see Flashpoint or Kingdom Come, even though they won't do either of those. Kingdom Come is more likely. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Kingdom Come is that's more one of likely. My favorites. I would like to it see. It is my favorite. It's more like ones are animated features, though, because yeah, they are they've awesome. Done, at they've those. done Under the Red Hood. They've done. Yeah, Under the Red Hood is one of my favorites. There is the Flashpoint Paradox, which I, is out right now. I need to see it. I'll take the Red Sun. I'd love to see that. I'd too. like to see the Red Sun as well. Yeah. Um, oh, that was fantastic. I I think they don't do the Killing Joke as an animated one. I'm going to lose my mind. You can't do that one. Death of the oh. Family. Death in the Family. Well, they touched on that. With death of or Death in. Or death death in the Family. Yeah. They touched on that in the, in the, under the Red Hood. Yeah. Because you see Jason Todd get blown up and beat the crap out of the Joker. Did you know that when uh, in the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. that hit like that was published two years before uh, Death in the Family, and like Frank Miller predicted Jason Todd's death. Like he died. Like when he says Jason died a good death, he honored. And it was before they even considered killing off Jason Todd. Really? Yeah, I just found that. I thought I thought Dark Knight Rises was uh, Dark, Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns was like '89 when really it was '86. Yeah. I really like. I, I love watching the movies on on uh, on Netflix that they have out for you know DC and all that. They've been good about putting oh, the shit. newer ones up. I actually thought about this and a fantastic final. Or final, I guess, quote unquote, episode or final movie to the trilogy of the Man of Steel is versus the Elite. That would be so awesome. That was a good. That was a good one. God, that one's so yeah, like Manchester right. Black is like number two on my favorite villains list. Like he's right below Black Adam. Krakus. I like Krakus, but he's not. He's not. He's not like Manchester Black. Like because he's. He starts out as an anti-hero and becomes nuts. He's he's so good at what he does that he pinches a fucking nerve in 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 Superman's brain with his mind. Yeah, that's awesome. I think if you're gonna, I mean, you, if you really wanted to expand upon the trilo- the original trilogy, yeah, you introduce the multiverse, and yeah, specifically, you know, Owl Man and uh, Owl Man, Ultraman, yeah. and uh, I can't remember one. What is that? Uh, Earth, Earth. It's Earth. Actually, Earth Two. Earth 2 is Alman. Okay. I mean, just the Injustice League, if you will. Introduce that. I think it's I mean, called the Crime Syndicate? Crime Syndicate, Crime Syndicate. that's right. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been many years since I sat at Borders and would read those trade paperback. Are you going to buy that? Nope. Um, <laughs> Suicide Society as well. Um, or Suicide Squad. Squad. I don't know why it's said Doom Patrol would be cool Doom to Patrol see. would be cool. Um, um, I just, I, I really, I... Like, like, big ups to Marvel for reaching back and doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm so stoked to see Groot on stage on screen. <laughs> I am Groot. I had to explain to Dad what Groot was, and I was like, "It's a sentient tree." Who like, <laughs> fights with a Can, raccoon with a Cockney accent? You, you remember? The, you remember the second the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Where yeah, <laughs> that, that's it's tree beer. Yeah, tree beer, tree beer, but less sentient because <laughs> all he can say is, "I am Groot." God, and then and then that gets me into this. Anytime someone starts talk, talking about like things they love about Marvel, my brain explodes in the back of my head because I'm like, "Fuck Squirrel Girl," and that always comes up in my head. I'm like, "I hate her. She's the worst thing to ever happened to comic ever books." Think, you don't think Dazzler? Dude, the Dazzler is X Men and Longshot. Dazzler and Longshot. How about Domino? If you're gonna throw it out, Domino is uh, terrible. Or, or or anything that uh, uh, what, what, sh- sh- I just forgot his name. Uh, the artist. 
Spade's arms, everybody's arms were like this. Oh god, I, yeah. Rod Liefeld. That's yeah. that's what I was gonna say. That's totally Liefeld. I want to. I want to. Uh. When Claremont and Liefeld were on X Men together, it's just like slamming your head into a. What are you doing? I just. I don't know. Oh no, the Phalanx Covenant was pretty good. Yeah. As well as uh, Strife. Uh, Strife was good. That was amazing. I. You know what I think would be really cool that I know that you know yet another one of those things that's just a pipe dream for me. Um, I think it'd be really cool to see an animated uh, series of Fear Itself. I think that would be really cool. But Marvel's slacking on their... They, they are so not into original animations. No. They're so into their Re- kids' television. Yeah. Like, they're all about kids' television right now. You're, you're going to watch the shi- or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight? Is that tonight or tomorrow? That's tonight. I'll probably tomorrow watch night. it. Tomorrow night. I'll probably... Yeah, tomorrow night's another night, a night off for me. So I'll probably watch it in between playing GTA Five and drinking beer. <laughs> Oh, man. I actually, I guess, um, since you did your pick of the week, um, and we've just kind of tangentially gone wherever yeah, the fuck we feel like in this one, I'm just going to throw my pick of the week out there, and it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about all day. My pick of the week is a song, um, and it is a song by a band called The Head and the Heart, uh, and the song is called Rivers and Roads. And if you're going to listen to it, the best way to listen to it is to get on uh, YouTube, type in Rivers and Roads, Doe Bay. D-O-E-B-A-Y. And it is... And Rose. Oh, yeah. that song just It's so me good. And and they do this song with an acoustic guitar, three dudes, one with... like, Or the guy with the acoustic, and then three other guys behind him, and the, and the girl that sings with him. And they do this song with just the acoustic guitar, like a woodblock, and like a tambourine, and, and the vocal harmonies. And it's amazing. It's right. so, so good. And also, like, if you like this kind of music, if you listen to it once... They only have one album out already, but one of the songs you should also check out is um, Down in the Valley, uh, which is just really, really good. Yeah, um, and he... Uh, I can't remember who introduced that. I don't think it was you. It was somebody else. I know who you... I know the first time you heard it. I can tell you the first time you heard it. When? Guarantee the first time you heard either of those songs was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, Down in the Valley, definitely. Rivers and Roads was on first. What, was, what episode was Rivers and Roads? Uh, second to last season so far, I think. Okay. Because that's that's I immediately looked it up when I heard it. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I've heard it somewhere. And it's beautiful. If you like like pretty and like kind of emotionally driven music, they're a really if good band. If you're into like um, melodic shit. Yeah, like if you're into Little Joy and stuff like yeah. that, then definitely uh, Bonnie Vare and, and yeah. things of that of that vein. I just can't stand Bonnie. I love it. I personally, I do. I really do. And, you know, a lot of people give me I support. To enough, I listen to enough whiskey drinking music that I just don't need to add. <laughs> it can make you, it, it can make you drown in a bottle. I will yeah. say that. Like, I, mean, I listen, to enough, I listen right to enough iron and wine. Yeah. And, By the way, uh, that guy, his beard. Holy hell. Sam Bean's beard is gorgeous. Holy shit. And, Boy of uh, the Coin yeah. is the best music video I've ever seen in my life. It's so good, and the music that that goes along with the video is perfect, and just it's just amazing, and it makes it makes me have like a mini erection. Um, what what half are we, what are we at? I think we're right around we're at one thirty. We're, we're an hour and a half. You want to wrap it up? Uh, we can wrap this one up for today, because um, we've just kind of gone on bullshit tangent for a while. But yeah. uh, it, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like this is one of those things where I just needed a, 
a chance to talk, and I think that it's, it's, a, it's a hostful. It's a hostful, which is you get to get to like know me and Colin a little bit more. And, and I'm completely better. sober this time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you don't get either of us with any type of like inebriation. Except we're just, caffeine. We're a little we bit coffee high. Yeah, I'm coffee but, high. But um, other than that, and we we have our special guest 